Okay, so I'm going to start with the good news. Um, here's a video of a, of a happy child and a happy mom after it was working. Uh, that was today. And so I'll start with that and then we'll, we'll work back from there. We'll go back to the tragedy. Yeah. Super fun. Oh, okay. So, uh, Lady Ada. Okay. How'd you get? So you you <laughs> bought this Teddy Ruxpin. Well, this was released in 2017, and you bought one. I think when it first came out. I bought it in 2019, and I'm like, I'm gonna do something this one day. Yeah. One day. And then it was on the shelf. One and, day. And then like a couple weeks ago. Or two weeks ago, you you brought it home because you were at the office. And you're like, oh yeah, the Teddy Rux bench. And you brought it home. You had it in the box, yeah. and you brought it back. And we're like, oh, that's cool. It has like these animatronic eyes and voice. And I was like, let's see, you know, what you can do with it. So, um, you know, you first up, you look up the iFixit, you know, um, teardowns. It's got this this processor in it, and it can do again, you know, the mouth moves, and there's these TFT displays for the eyeballs. I want to say that they borrowed the idea or were inspired by Phil B's eyeball code. Um, but what is really neat is on the back, next to the battery port, there's this micro USB slot. And the micro USB slot um, is, you know, when you plug it in, it shows up at files. Um, but the way you're supposed to kind of use this is um, you download one of the apps. So I just took this, you know, screenshot. It, it has low ratings because it doesn't really work anymore. Um, but there's a there was a Google uh, Play app for Android, and there's an uh, iOS app, and the app still kind of you did eventually get it working after like sort of kind of it kind of sort of maybe. Um, but the idea is that you would use the app, and it would um, you would connect to the teddy bear over Bluetooth, and then the storybook would appear on the screen. There's like a video from Animanga Plus, any any Manga Plus, which is the app developer. Um, the the toy was made by Wicked Cool Toys, but the app was done by Any Manga Plus. And when you connect, it syncs, and so like you can read the story on the um, instead of having a paper book, you would read the story on the tablet, and it would like follow along as you like you know when you press the next button, it would go to the next page and all that good stuff. Okay, so you plug it in um, to USB, and it shows up as a disk drive with a folder called Books. And initially it only has a couple, this is the one I just plugged in and it has all the stories, but initially it actually only had uh, three stories, I think, in the idle and intro bin. Intro bin is that first thing when you turn it on, it says, yeah. you know, hello, my name is Teddy Ruxpin, can you and I be friends? Idle is actually just the animation of the, when it's not doing anything, the eyes move back and forth, so it just like plays this idle animation. And then the stories each are about 15 minutes long or whatever, it's like five, 15 minutes long and they're songs and, and they're pretty cool and everything, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, you can, uh, get the songs, um, in case you ever lose them, or maybe it did come with the songs. You can get the songs from, um, internet archives. Somebody uploaded all of them, or maybe the app gave them to you. I don't remember the story, but basically you can get the binary files here. Um, and it has all, all the stories, all 15 stories, but you can't like, if you drag it off the SD card, that's in the bear the, the micro usb port it doesn't like magically play them you have to unlock them by paying through the app and that's what's going to be eventually um not going to work i mean it works now but i, I think eventually it's not going to run on um like we even saw on android you know every once every few years they're like we don't let you run old apks anymore you have to 
before we compile them and who knows if this company is going to do it and then if you actually look for the company that made the toy the website doesn't exist i think they were purchased by another company anyways like that's gone i mean like it's kind of cool when the domain doesn't even really exist like there's usually the ssl failure that happens um when they don't renew their ssl certificate um and then they they went past that so they're just not even around anymore um okay but that's fine you know i keep googling and and there was um a talk at defcon on dissecting universe engineering the smart pair and i'm like oh perfect like this is exactly what i want to do i want to update the audio um and the mouth movements and i want to make my own story files because like the stories that come with it are cool but like i want to make my own stories i think that would be neat if i was telling a story or like you know grandmother was telling a story you were telling the story or like you had an ai uh version of you know some of uh, like some famous person telling a story or whatever like do deep fakes on the smart bear um nice case it's gonna be mostly me telling the story well the the thing is um so a lot of people have these yeah they're still available like i said if, if you want to if you want to go in and get one right now because probably after we release all this stuff um you know people will start to charge more on ebay we can get them for eight bucks but i think the there's a lot though i'm not i, I think I, pick one up if you want one, but I don't yeah, think it's the, the dream is to always have a animatronic toy that you can hack and mod. There's oh, like there's so many things that you can do with it, from it being an accessory for a cosplay thing, to um, just wanting all of. It's so hard to do all of those things, whether you're trying to three print it and do motors and like whatever it is, putting that all together, the injection molding, the battery, um, having it even be safe. Yeah, you know, it just runs off like double A batteries. It's a yeah. very well made, and you can you know see the iFixit video or whatever. It's yeah. very well made. Okay, so this presentation, there's also a video. Um, go through the file format of the binary, and this is really useful because like um, this group of people, Xenofx and Exploiters is a group. They um, you know figured out the like by messing with bytes, they figured out what each byte does, um, and basically said like, hey, here's where the um, the eyeball data lives and it's uncompressed and here's where like the file format and here's the audio data. Okay, cool. So, um, you know, I opened up the, um, the binaries that I've got and I'm like, yes, okay. It is the, it's the same format. That sounds cool. Um, in the talk, they mentioned releasing, you know, maybe some, uh, creation software at some point, but it was never released. So you're kind of, kind of starting from just whatever was in the documentation in the presentation and recreating um the extractor and then once i have an extractor like once i can get the data out of course i can um, put data back in um so i just started writing some python code and it's like you know struct unpack look for the magic bytes blah 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 follow everything around and um getting the eyeball images out was pretty easy because they're just 128 by 128 raw rgb 565 which I'm super familiar with because all of our TFTs are RG565. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, this file format is like, I'm also an interesting study in uh, eyeballs on um, LCD screens. Yeah. So um, very nice. And I mean, the eyeballs also do this animation thing, which was not extracted, but I probably won't be creating the animations. Like the, they do like these little hard sparkle things. Anyways, um, the good news is that I just, you know, you gave me like this Adafruit logo, 128 by 128. I used Pillow, this Python image library, and you know, pasted that back into the eyeball code um, for the idle screen, and like, boom, you know, that worked. So that was that just showed like, okay, there's no like CRC. You can edit the file and put it back on. Um, you can you know inject and change the data without any issue. Okay, so the next issue is um, 
I want to do something with the audio. So the audio has this thing called the mark table at the beginning. So you see that there's like AU and that's like the, the you know, the, the magic bytes. And then there's a bunch of um, numbers that are like zeros and, and ones. And that, that tells the bear the chip running the bear how to open the mouth for the audio file like what when does it open the mouth at what point um, and that's with a timing table and then after that there's all these ffs and then there's this beginning of the audio so the audio is kind of two-thirds down is the audio starting and so i was like okay you know is this uncompressed audio um and open it up in audacity and it's definitely not uncompressed it's compressed audio which doesn't surprise me too much um because audio is really really big and uh, some of these audio files are 15 megabytes and they probably were like, look, maybe we'll transfer it over Bluetooth. We should uh, compress it in some way. So, um, you know, looking through the documentation in the DEF CON thing and also um, the chip itself is called the Sonics chip. This is called the Sonics Audio 32 format. And it's it, proprietary, it's not really documented. Um, I found, you know, a couple projects, the project on the top half of the screen is someone who, um was hacking some like japanese toy um that used the same sonics chipset and audio 32 file format and they used qmu to run the rom of the toy and use that to decode audio like it literally just used the toy rom as a the firmware as a way to encode and um sorry to decode the audio or maybe encode it as well the only thing is that you need to have the rom of the toy to run it so that was kind of like a no no go and then at the bottom, you know, there was this other person, Zach, um, and they were like on the FFmpeg IRC channel. And they're like also kind of trying to do the same thing. And they were kind of researching the, the Sonics codec. So I actually just followed along with this like IRC chat. And, you know, like it was kind of fun because I was like back in time. This was like from 2021. And I was like watching, you know, they didn't know that like what was going to happen with COVID or something. I don't know. And um, got to watch this person kind of going through this audio 32 hacking. Um, also, like looking up the data sheet, and I googled the data sheet and googled files, blah, blah blah. It's basically a lot of googling and like GitHub searching, etc. And I found, um, and I'll document all this, you know. But in the end, I found um, this repo that had the SDK for this the Sonics chipset, and it included this libsnxaudio.so linked library file. It also had some code that you could run that would encode or decode audio. And I'm like, oh my God, this is it. Finally, it's like, I've got the library file. I've got some code. All I do is compile it. Um, okay, but the only problem is, is that when you look at the file type for that lib SNX audio, audio 32, it's not x86, it's ARM. Uh, okay, no, not a problem. It's going to ARM. There's no x86 version. So I'm gonna have to run it on like a Raspberry Pi, but I have Raspberry Pis, not a big deal. But then actually I ran on the Raspberry Pi and get a quick screenshot of it, but it doesn't work with glibc. It needs uclibc. And uclibc is what's used on like embedded Linux setups that are minimal, which makes sense. This could be like some you know, yeah, product uh, that uses the Sonics um, audio stuff and it's like a small device or a toy. It's not going to be running like a full-fledged Debian install. It's going to be running something like BuildRoot. So I've always been wanting to learn how to use BuildRoot. BuildRoot lets you build these automatically build these very simple small um, Linux installations for embedded Linux. It's not like a full Debian install. It's very minimal. Uh, lots of things are missing like wget, but worked my way around it. Got it running and it's all on the Raspberry Pi ARM computer. 
tried to compile this code, compiles, and it doesn't run. It fails. Oh. And it says, I can't, it's not succeeding in opening the codec. Okay, what does that mean? Try all these different things. And I'm, I try every argument. Like, I spam the argument list, and it's just, just it will absolutely not run. I'm like, there's something going on here that's causing it to fail. And then I'm like, well, you know what? If you go back to uh, this, no, sorry, this one, you'll notice it's got debug info and it's not stripped. Cool. That means it's prime for Ghidra, which is a reverse engineering decompilation tool released by the NSA. Really good tool. And I actually did an amazing job. If you look at the code on the right that is decompiled from the ARM assembly on the left, like it's completely readable. Yeah. Like it's com it's, it is like code. That's scary. Like, it's it's like, really yeah. scary. Yeah, it's like, well, it's very good. And so <laughs> you can actually see what's going on. It's opening dev mem. Um, you look oh. up the sysconf, it's memory mapping. Um, one page worth of data and then it's it's reading it and it's trying it's it's reading something from the registers on the chip and it's checking it against a value f8 and i don't know what it is and it's like it's some register value and i guess it's never used again i don't know if it's like a security check or if it's like verifying you're on the right version i don't know but what's really cool is with Ghidra you can hot patch so that check where it returns zero if it's not on the right chipset or if it doesn't get that right memory map value I just changed it from a not equal to an equal and then it just like totally ran. Um, the only problem is that the audio that came out, you know, I tried encoding and decoding and the audio was not intelligible. Like I tried decoding the audio from the bear and it didn't come out right. I don't know why, but I was kind of messed with it for a few hours and I was like, not really working out. And then I was like looking around and everyone keeps saying, oh, the audio 32 codec, it's just G7221. Everyone's like, it's just G7221. Okay, cool. Download some G7221. Encoders, decoders, 0 0.1, 0 0.1 NX C, non NX, not C, not one. Tried all of them. None of them were able to decode the audio. Um, there's something, you know, it's it's somehow modified from G7221. Anyways, I was kind of like messing around. I was like, I'm not really getting anywhere. I can always go back to that decompilation code and try to like recompile it for like a processor I know or like see what's different with G7721, you know, audio codec. But I kind of was like, this isn't really going anywhere. Okay, so I kept looking around and then i found a different library called lib audio 32 encoder ah and then i found pdj stone who is like the hero in this story <laughs> this is like the hero's story like you know the like the standard um archetype of the hero yeah at the the, the, the darkest corner there you know an angel comes down and gives the hero or like some mystical beast hanging on the edge of the cliff yeah tells them like oh here's the sword you need to defeat the dragon and you're like you know you're saved by um some outside deus ex machina anyways this is p, p dj stone great thank you wrote this cloud pets toy um encoder so you could play audio on this cloud pets toy, which is a unicorn that's doesn't have a moving mouth but uses the same sonics tool uh uh tool chain and chip it doesn't it, and you send the audio over bluetooth so he, he uses a web bluetooth thing to send the audio over does you don't drag it over on a um, micro sd card instead you you do this lib audio 32 and here's what he's actually very smart this person was quite smart they took the um apk for android and you, it's a zip so you unzip it and he grabbed the um library from inside that so i didn't realize you could do so cool uh i looked and yes in fact in the apk for um the apk that he's got the apk from um the android app for 
the Teddy Ruxpin is the same thing, lib, audio32, encoder, and decoder.sl. Um, it's also available in like a zip in one of those SDK things. And I'm like, okay, and you can even see like the AU file header thing, the sample rate. Okay, everything's matching up. This looks like it's the right file format. It's named audio32, and it's got that correct header. Um, but then um, the only, yeah. Oh, wait, you know what? I didn't uh, send you the next. Oh, no, I didn't send you 23 and 24. Oh, I must have forgotten. Or maybe you can check. So I forget uh, the images. Oh, they're gone? Oh, no, I didn't. Okay. No, because this is where we, we, we stop. Um, so this is kind of where I was this morning. So the good news is that this, um, his code actually does run, but it only runs on, um, I did, I did, it was like, okay, I'm going to run Android on a Raspberry Pi, installed Android on a Raspberry Pi computer, because again, I needed ARM32, tried to run it, and it said, you can't use anything with API 23 or higher, because the linked library uses relocatable text. Um, you can go to ask us. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You don't want to just leave it on the screen for a while. Well, I mean, if I want to read this code, but I, well, I, have, my, I have my Nexus 7. So, um, so tried running the Python code on Raspberry Pi, it said you can't be using APK 23 or higher. APK 22 or lower is Android 5.1. So I need a device that can run Android 5.1. And that's when I grabbed my Nexus 7. Um, everyone has a Nexus 7. They were given out for free, basically, in 2022. Yeah. Um, and it even says, like, hi, you're running Android 5.1. So I pulled this out, wiped it, cleaned it up charged it which takes overnight don't forget to charge you know it basically runs out of battery in like 25 minutes and run termax and actually within like 20 minutes i was able to encode the audio this was like it only took me like 30 hours to get to this point one of 20 30 hours but i did get there um so now unfortunately you know the only way i've got right now to do the audio encoding and decoding is um if you've got something running arm 32 based android 5.1 but I, yeah, think I think now that I've got it working, I have this golden path because I, like, I can change the audio. I'm going to go back and I think I can probably get that Android. Yeah, there's a 64-bit uh, app. There's a 64-bit app which may have libraries, so at least you don't need 32-bit. Um, it might be maybe it's recompiled with non-relocatable texts. Um, I didn't think to even look into it. And I was like, I was like, oh, maybe there's a different, like, I was like, oh, maybe there's a 64-bit and there's an app and it's like never mentioned anywhere. Um, it was on the YouTube for the Annie Manga because I was looking at their Annie Manga, the YouTube, and they mentioned like, oh yeah, we released a 64-bit version of this app like two years ago. So I just got that. And hopefully with that, we'll be able to run the code on a modern operating system so you can generate the audio. Yeah, and um, we'll do a question here because I asked the same question. Did you consider using Android VM? Wow, yes. did I try <laughs> Yes. yes. There's a reason it didn't work though. It doesn't work. So if you're using the Android, well, you can't use an Android VM on your desktop, which I tried. I skipped that because it was like such a failure. Um, first off, I couldn't even get Android 5. There's an Android 5.1 build for MMU, but it just didn't even like, I wouldn't, you know, turn off Hyper-V because you have to turn on, like at some point in a project, you're turning on or off Hyper-V. Ran MMU with the Android 5.1. It did, doesn't even boot, but even if it did, um, I don't think that MMU is compiled for 32-bit, and I, the x86 library wouldn't work. It was kind of like, there's a lot of pieces that would have to fit. Like, remember, it's not just, um, you have to be running Android. You have to be running Android 5.1. You 
and it has to be 32-bit and it has to be on an ARM core. And Jepler tried QEMU to run Android and he said actually um, he tried, he, you know, he got to the point where you run the code and it dies with the CPU um, op exception. So it's like there's something in this file that's just totally horrible and that QEMU doesn't even support. So it is like not a yeah. thing. This is like a software version of my visit to the toy fair. It's like, yeah. and like you have to go, it's like you have to travel back in time. Like let's travel back in time to 2017 in this landscape of all these things. But the good news, I know it's went on for like 20 minutes, but the good news is um, I, now that I've got a golden path, like the way I reverse engineer is I get the final thing. Yeah. And then now that I've got it working from beginning to end, I can like make it easier. Like I'll, I'll attack it from both sides. It and works. then a lot of toys use this chipset. Um, so it might be handy for reverse engineering yeah. a variety of, of toys. So it's happening. It's just like I only got it like working in, like this morning at 11. Yeah, such a long time ago. My little hacker, my little hacker, building with you is magical. My little hacker, my little hacker, it's time to build.